and welcome to the Let's Talk Autism and Additional Needs teacup episodes because we're very posh and very British and drink tea and this is just going to be five minutes and I'm Michelle Davey, this is... Hi everyone, it's Christelle here. And we have got the amazing Brian Dunn coming on to join us today. Hello Brian. Hi Brian. Hey, you alright? We're Hi, good. This is exciting because me and Brian, we we have chats about poetry because we're we're poets. Oh, Don't you know? Brian, tell us a little bit about you because obviously you're a new guest, and I'm going to just keep talking to you as if you're a norm. You know that we've spoke before because we have. But tell everybody a bit about you and your journey as a neurodiverse man. Yeah, so I did absolutely terrible in school. Um, just didn't focus, just didn't go in for the last year, only went into the exams. And it was just like, oh, he's just he's just a bad kid, he's just bad behaviour. Um, didn't get diagnosed till I was like 28, 29. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Always been creative, just love creative things, like but like systems and, and procedures as well. So like I, if something's not got a system or a procedure, I don't really do well with it but which is weird because i like creating stuff from nothing both things make sense to me if that make if that makes any sense whatsoever um grew up in saint Helens, a little town moved to manchester started doing creative stuff started doing the poetry stuff and yeah i love it yeah and, and what does poetry do for you like how does that help you it's just like another way of explaining things and putting the madness in your head onto like onto other people <laughs> no just letting other people like all oh, right so that's what it is that's what you mean that's what like like little things like there's little things that you just can't explain like so for one for, for one instance like, like if you were to say to me do you want to go to the shop in my head i've already planned that route and then if you tried to go a different way that would absolutely like be insane to me and I wouldn't be able to handle that. And I'd be like, well, why aren't we going this way? Because this is the way I've got processed in my head. Um, and just writing stuff down and like writing poetry and stuff like that, it lets people like, it gives people like, a, I suppose it's like looking behind the the, um, the curtain type thing. Not that I'm the Wizard of Oz, like, but. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did that help as well in school? Did that help you to kind of express yourself and you found it a little bit freeing, like English and poetry, all that creative? Oh, yeah, like I had, I had like a. I had a fantastic English teacher and Mr. Johnston. He was just unreal. He'd be like, he proper pushed me to like be creative and do stuff like that. But he was one of few. So like, I mean, he was the only one. Sorry, he's the exception, not the rule. So like, for any other class or teacher to like give me that type of prompt or give me that type of freedom was it just unheard of. Like, and schools come a long way now. I suppose like from twenty years ago. Um, but it is still very much if you're a naughty kid, if you if you misbehave, you're just a naughty kid. That, that's that's yeah. talking about. There and was, was a lot of that thing. though back in the day, wasn't there, Michelle? There was a lot of that in our school as well. Yeah, yeah, we still about it. it's a lot that we're saying about the sort mm-hmm. of like children that actually we realise are probably neurodiverse and you know have gone through that schooling system and just been failed basically. And, and although there is a, yeah. a long way to go in in the current system you know at the moment everyone's saying the system is broken but actually you know things have improved haven't they yeah so what what, when you stand up and do your poetry though because you do a lot of like spoken word you get up there you organize events like 
how is that for you? Was there ever a time where that was like a really nerve-wracking experience? Not really, no, because I've never really like I've never really like cared about what anyone else thinks. So it doesn't like I don't like it's, it's weird because it's like through like the job that I do, like social work, I understand that people's feelings are valid and like I should take that into consideration and I do try and do that a lot. But on the other hand, I don't really care what anyone thinks about me personally or what they think about the work I've created. Um, if I've created it, I like it and I want to share it. And if you want to listen to it, that's brilliant. If you don't want to listen to it, it doesn't it doesn't really affect me at all. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's a good way to be. I wish I was more like that. Because that we spoke about, <laughs> didn't we? We spoke to that other guy, and it was more like RSD, like this sort of rejection sensitivity. I think I've got a massive element of that. So I'm just overthinking. Mm. I'm doing this poetry night on Friday at tomorrow. And I'm overthinking, are people gonna be like oh. thinking about my accent? Is it gonna be like too common? <laughs> no way it's gonna be great the, the only thing that really that really like intimidates me now is like this big thing about oh everyone needs to like be off book and have it memorized and like mm. like memorizing for me is just insane like, i can't do that i can memorize maybe a page maybe yeah so yeah. but that's but to memorize, why like, is that? three minutes worth of poetry. why are you know, saying like, it has to be off off the you know you have to know off by art and that it's just like this new, like, I think now that people are more obsessed with the performance element rather than the, the poetry. So, like, they want a performance. And I'm like, well, if your words are good enough, then it doesn't really matter if your performance isn't. And if your yeah. performance needs to be really good, are your words actually that good? Yeah. yeah no, I'm going to go stink. with off the, I'm going to be reading off the page, I think. Yeah. I'm not a very <laughs> dramatic person, so... <laughs> It'll be just a nice read, read from the from the sermon. But thanks so much, Brian, for coming on and joining us. Now you are going to come back and oh, do a no, full episode. You. Um, because yeah. that's the rule, Definitely. basically. You're here. That's that, the that's rule. The rule. We, we need no you before, we need some more time with you. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yes. The marinade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Brian, where can we find you in the meantime? While people where can people stalk you? Um, I usually just like add under bridges or like in trees and things like that. <laughs> I'm not joking. Or, uh, just on, on social media. In Northern Poets Society, Brian Dunn. Yeah. If you find me, you find me. If you don't, keep looking. Yeah. <laughs> in trees. Mysterious. Oh, thanks so much, Brian. It's been amazing. We'll speak to you soon. Oh, thank you. Take care. Bye, thank mate. you so much.